Welcome back to another episode of Dear Single Mama Podcast. I am your host and founder, Clarion Brown, and I'm so excited to have you back. Welcome old friends and welcome new friends. I'm so excited about this episode on today. Today is just strictly (laughs) a candid conversation. I literally have no questions. I literally have no notes. We are just going to chat. Um, I have a friend of mine with me. Her name is Monica Rodriguez, a fellow temporary single mother like myself. And we are just doing this thing called life together. Welcome, Monica. Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm so excited to just be here and just have a conversation with you. Yeah, awesome, awesome. So you have two boys, six and eight. I do, yes. I have two boys. Yeah, they're six years old and eight years old. Um, so like first grade and second grade, and I'm yeah. homeschooling them also. Nice. Okay, okay. So how is that go okay, random question, right? Yeah. So I have a two year old and we are in the process of potty training and like he it is so interesting to me like he just looks around and the little thing just well not his thing his penis <laughs> just will pop up and just start moving I'm like whoa wait a minute like what's going on like did you have that with your two boys because you have two boys yeah oh yeah I have two boys so I know all about all, all, about, all about that it's, yeah. it's a different uh navigation I have friends who have girls and I'm just like it's totally it's totally different. I have to clean my bathroom 10 times more. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now, now that they're older. Oh, yeah. They're, I mean, they're older, but they're still, there's not accidents, but there's, you know, yeah. accidents. <laughs> yeah. It's just going all over the place. Like, I'm like, whoa, like, what's happening here? Like, so, yeah. like, can you remember, like, what are some things that you did with your boys for, like, potty training? Yeah. Um, people told me to use Cheerios in the toilet. Mm to like aim oh (laughs) yeah um so that was a thing um and then yeah with both of them they had just like potty like just they just had potty seats and we would just put it wherever they were my oldest um they're a little bit less than two years apart so Mm. my oldest I did potty train him but then when my youngest came along he kind of like reverted back so um I had to like train him twice which was yeah it was fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet that was totally interesting. Yeah, it it was it was really fun. I loved it. I mean, I had, but I did have two in diapers, so yeah, the the diaper bag was full of two, you know, training pants and diapers, and then I right. was crazy and I cloth diapered, um, for oh, a portion of yeah, because you know I'm balling on a budget so right (laughs) it was (laughs) we didn't use them I I mean I say we me I didn't use them all the time but it was really nice when you know those diapers ran out and I had something right right the cloth diapers yeah because those are the ones like you just put in the washing machine and just wash right yeah and I and I did it when they were really small so it wasn't as you know they get older and it gets grosser (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes I remember like I think it was like what was it like last week I think my son and he's in like pull-ups right now he pooped 
and it was like all up his back and stuff and I was so upset I'm not even gonna lie I was so oh, mad yeah I was like you should be on the potty I have to clean this up yeah and it was just like starting to get everywhere like some had got on the bed and I was like now you just have to get in the tub like yeah I was so mad like I'm like what are we doing here I know and I feel like that just doesn't really end like <laughs> I feel it's so bad because I hate when I get like upset about very normal kid things but it is that thing of like okay we we know better than this come on now little sir like (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know better (laughs) that is funny lord help me so you're saying it may only get worse (laughs) i mean uh yeah it it gets better but it's it's there's still a level of of mess that we have to clean up but you know my boys are six and eight now so, like, I tell them, you know, if you make a mess, you have to clean it up now. So, if you right. cannot handle yourself in the bathroom, like, and you're doing whatever, then you have to clean it up. So, they're, yeah. they're learning that now that they're a little bit older. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so interesting. That's so funny. So, Monica, so, like, where are you from? Yeah. So, I'm originally from Northern California. Okay. So I was born and raised there. I went to a ministry school there at a church called Bethel Church, and mm-hmm. I went to their ministry school. And then right after that, after I finished first year with them, I met my ex-husband, mm-hmm. and then um, we were married, and then we moved, and then we moved here to the Midwest, which is where I live now. And oh I've been here in Missouri um, since 2013 when my oldest son was born, so it's been oh. an adventure. It's very different. It was a big culture shock, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very different here. Um, I mean, yeah. I like it now. There was a large part of uh, when I first moved here that I was not, I was not happy to be here, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I like it now. I've met people and a great church and community and um, especially because I, I moved here with my husband at the time yeah. and then I became a single mom um, while mm. I was already here. So I've, you know, been able to meet people and get into community as a single mom. So. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, so how was that like transition for you? You know, you, you were married and um, if you don't mind me asking, how long were you and your ex-husband married? And can you just kind of tell us what that transition was like, you know, going from married to now being, you know, a single mom again? Yeah. Yeah. So I got married in 2011 Um, and then we moved and, um, Mm -hmm. uh, I was married for five years total. Um, we moved to, when I first got married, I moved to Alabama randomly. Mm. (laughs) I wanted to be a Southern belle. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was really obsessed with sweet tea at the time. Um, (laughs) and we had friends there, just mutual friends that I had known in ministry school and, so we moved there and then I got pregnant with my first son and then we moved to Missouri uh, and his family moved here too from California. And um, I mean, we moved to Missouri, we moved to Kansas. There was a lot of transition um, in, in our entire marriage. Um, yeah. I had two kids in two years. I think we figured it out. I think we lived in like, I don't even know, like, you know, th- four states or something in our mm-hmm. f- five years of being married, like seven houses. We lived with family. It was just yeah. a lot. And we're, you know, a young family with really young kids. Um, mm-hmm. 
when I moved here, I had nobody. My family all still lived in California. I, of course, had my ex-husband's family, but I had no friends. I didn't work yeah. at the time. I was a stay-at-home mom. And um, I, I grew very resentful and bitter. And I own that mm. part of my story. Um, mm. And we weren't in church. It was just, it was just a lot. And my ex-husband um, made some choices that led his heart away from the marriage. Yeah. And that was in 2016. And it was very fast. It was a very fast uh, divorce. I left the house in March of 2016. I went to be with family in California just to figure out what we were going to do. I was very, yeah. and I've shared this a lot in my story, I was very for redemption and reconciliation of my marriage. I was very mm. much believing that that's what the Lord was going to do, that he was yeah. going to do a mighty work. Um, yeah. and, and it was going to be reconciled. And, um, I went to California for two months. And when I came back, I was served with the divorce papers. Oh no. Yeah. And that was June of 2016. So it was a, just a few short months after, um, he told me that he wanted a divorce and, um, and it just went really fast after that. I was legally yeah. divorced in September of that same year. Mm-hmm. And um, he welcomed a son and he got married in December of 2016. So no. it was very, very quick. Um, yeah. It forced me to heal, um, mm. kind of hyperdrive. I, that's how I word it. It's like, it was like hyperdrive. Um, yeah. It felt like my ex-husband had uh, ripped my heart out, <laughs> stomped mm-hmm. it on the ground, dragged it through the mud and then put it on display for everybody to like and comment on just because of what social media is. Um, And then at the same time, I have a one-year-old and a three-year-old and they have a new brother. And what does that look like? And how do I, I'm the one who's um, representing Jesus, right? So how do I honor their stepmother at this point, Mm. you know, their, their brother and um, everybody else involved, Um, so I had to learn a lot and, um, I made mistakes, (laughs) you know, like I did not do the whole thing as perfectly gracefully as I could have. But, um, through that, I got to meet other single mom friends. Um, it was, it was wonderful because I came home and immediately got plugged into a single mom ministry here locally where I live. So yeah. I didn't really have to walk the single motherhood journey alone for long, for too long. Yeah. yeah. Which I am so, so thankful for. And something I'm very passionate about is just um, making sure that single moms are connected into community, even if it's online community, you know, just yeah. that they don't feel alone, that they, uh, they can look up to other um single moms, you know, temporary single moms like yourself, like to see, like, we can, we can do this. And we can do this together and we get stronger in it. Not that we chose this life. I always say like, I did not choose it. Like I said, I thought God was going to reconcile it. Um, Yeah. But sometimes reconciliation looks different. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it looks like we were being restored back to our father in heaven. Um, Mm. And, and my story is not done, (laughs) you know, like it's not, it's not done. And I think that um, God hates divorce. I hate divorce. Um, but Mm -hmm. God will step in to save his daughters. And that's what I felt like the Lord did in, in that time. So, and now it's been five years. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's been a journey just with, with that and raising my boys and I do co-parent with my ex-husband, but, um, yeah, we're learning and, and 
you know, processing and constantly transitioning and, and grieving. And it's, you know, beautiful and messy all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's such a powerful story. Yeah. You guys did transition um, a lot. Was your ex-husband military? If you don't mind me asking. No, no, you can ask. No, we, he wasn't. We just, we just moved a lot. <laughs> His yeah. parents yeah. Um, got involved with the church um, here in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of were following along uh, with that. And now, and now yeah. we've been, both of us have been here in the Midwest since 2013. And there's been like talks of like, would we ever move back to California? And it's like, yeah. no, because he has a son here and he he would never leave his kids, which I'm, again, I'm very thankful for. But yeah, um, yeah it was just, I, I think we just, I, I think there was a lot of issues, uh, like unresolved issues with him and with me. And it was mm-hmm. that kind of thing that we felt like, I don't know, like it was circumstantial or it was like location. Like, oh, if we just moved, it would be better. Oh, so we just kept trying better. to move to find this inner peace that, you know, you can't run away from yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. 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 That's really good. So like after all of that happened and although you wanted to reconcile things, did you have this this anger or this bitterness towards God and was like, why did this even happen? I never thought I'd be at the place. I mean, because of course nobody gets married to say, well, one day I'm going to get a divorce, you know? You expect that this is the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with. Did you have those feelings? Did you have, you know, like those thoughts? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like, um, I, I, I didn't have those exact thoughts. And I think it's because I grew up, um, like in my childhood, I grew up in a very broken home. Um, there was a lot of abuse and addiction in my home. And Mm -hmm. so it gave me the opportunity to learn God's goodness and God's grace. Mm -hmm. And that, um, we live in a fallen world and, God does allow things, but he doesn't cause things. So I never had this thing of like, you know, oh, like God God did it. Yeah. Like God did this. And I'm so, I'm so mad. I was very obviously angry towards my Mm ex-husband and the choices that he made, but I I never, um, I never turned it against God. I did like true transparency. I like turned it against Mm -hmm. myself. Like you should have known girl. Like, yeah. Think about our dating. You know what I mean? Like it was like all of these realizations from uh, dating him of like, mm. oh, that was a red flag. Oh, that's something to pay attention to, which mm. is learn- learning opportunities for me now as I'm dating, you know, in my in my 30s and with two kids. I'm like, OK, I know little red flags to pay attention to. Um, right. I-, I-, I always just felt like I didn't I didn't fully understand, but I knew that God was taking care of me um, and my children. And, um, I, um, I never want to speak negatively against my ex-husband, um, but he just, neither one of us were in a healthy place. Um, Mm. and that's why I say like, he allowed things to happen. Like the Lord allowed things to happen so that I could come to a healthy place so I could raise my children as a healthy mom. Man, that's amazing. That's, I think that that's really good. I think that often of the times we just kind of, and I'm totally not saying that you did this, but 
you know, we can kind of see those red flags because I even put my stuff out that I did that I would notice these little red flags and I'd be like, um, okay, yeah. this one, oh, okay, well, you know, maybe he'll change. And yeah, oh, I yeah. heard um, I'm a pastor say her name is Reverend Kathy Cuna, um, and she said, don't marry potential. You mm-hmm. never want to marry potential and I was like well what does that mean and you know I'm kind of paraphrasing what she said but she pretty much said that potential that won't change right how do you know that he will change and you're hoping and believing that he will change and when he doesn't change now you're upset now you're you know resentful and now you're married and now you're in this whole whirlwind that's like crazy because you married (laughs) um potential and so like even like one of the things that I would do I would always ask somebody and people have been I've been told that it's maybe too much too early but I don't care like you know when I have kids in this situation you have to ask the hard stuff first oh 100% and I can find out your favorite color later like let's get like straight to the hard stuff yes you know like what's your past like are your parents still married your parents still living what type of household did you grow up in yeah I asked those questions because that'll let me know. Well, I can easily, and I've, and this has happened before. I can easily point out, oh, he has an anger uh, management issue. And I've been able to point that out in the beginning. So had I been able to continue to date that person, oh, that would have came out and I would have been in somebody's jail because you thought you was going to try with me, but you, we're not even getting ready to do that. Yes. And so, yeah. So it's like, man, like we just don't. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I told a guy a couple months ago on a date and and I know it sounded rude, but I didn't mean it rude. But I said on the date, I was like, I don't really care what your hobbies are. And he was like, oh, okay. I was like, I was like, I don't really care. I want to know when your last relationship was and what you learned from it. And then I explained to him, I was like, you know, cool. You like to play golf. That's fine. I don't, that's not important. What's important is, you know, what have you learned or, or, you know, whatever, whatever the question is. Um, because yeah, I can learn about your color later on. Yeah. But, but especially being a single mom and dating, Mm -hmm. um, I do have limited time and I have limited energy, you know, and then I do, I do co-parent. So I do have weekends free. Um, but it's two weekends and it's not even like a full, full, full weekend. Um, but like it's two weekends out of the entire month. And so, and that's also time to catch up with my friends or, you know, work on other projects I'm working on or just Mm -hmm. sleep, you know, like take a bath or something, relax. (laughs) So do I want to invest two hours out of my time with somebody who is exhibiting red flags, you know? So I, I would, I agree. I would rather kind of ask some harder questions up front um, to see if it's worth um, investing. So, and I know not everybody agrees with that and that's maybe not for everybody, but I don't think that we should like shy away from the harder conversations. Right. Yeah. Cause then that's when, by the time you get so like into the deeper stuff, you're all googly eyed over this person and and you're so deep in, it's hard to get out. Yes. And I'm like so romantic. Like Mm -hmm. I love love. (laughs) I go to strangers weddings, like not like a wedding crasher, (laughs) but like people invite me to weddings that I don't even know the bride and groom or their story. And I'm like crying at their vows. Yeah, (laughs) because I love love. And so I'm like, I know if I 
you know, I, I can get to a place where I'm like, oh, I'm going to get attached. So, yeah, you know, and yeah. it's not a uh, a walls thing. It's not like putting walls up or anything like mm-hmm. that. It's just walking in wisdom is what yeah. I say. Like, you know, it's wise to ask, you know, ask those questions. And and somebody who's who's honest, who has fruits of the spirit, like they're going to be OK with answering those questions because I know I would be, you know. Yeah, yeah, totally. Absolutely, totally. And that's even, like, one of the things that, like, I look for. So, like, totally, like, so, like, what are some of your red flags? And then I'm going to share, like, some of my red flags. You don't have to go down, like, the whole list of them, you know, but just, like, what are some of yours? Yeah, I mean, someone who's just really quick to get angry and, like, Mm -hmm. like, you know, like, like, I guess frustrated, you yeah, know, like the food is taking too long and they can you can just see them getting like really frustrated very easily. Yeah. That's yeah. like always like a red flag. Um mm. and in like a single dads who like don't really know a lot about their children. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you ask a question, they're like, Oh, that's a good question. Um <laughs> those are Fair. some recent red flags Fair. I've seen. And somebody who is um I had this very recently, he was very noticeably uncomfortable when I talked about my faith. Um mm, just kind of like that? yeah, just kind of intimidated. Um that that kind of a thing. I'm like, oh okay, maybe we're just and I, I, I let this guy know like it's no judgment. It's just we're probably not on the same page. But yeah, those yeah. are probably the top ones. Yeah, yeah. So I think some for me would be if he's not under a spiritual covering. Oh, that's a good you one. You can go to church all day long, but I have seen this and I have heard this so many times. There are narcissists in the church. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you could be sitting in the pulpit, but who is your spiritual covering? Because even now this series that I'm watching by um, Bishop Alan Kuna, um, JCC Parklands in um, Kenya, he's talking about sonship and mm. fathership. And my God, is it blessing me? Mm. Like he's talking about like spiritual authority and fathership and sonship and the order of submission and I mean my God it is absolutely blowing me away right now and so it's really got me even I mean this has always been a red flag of mine but who's your spiritual authority who's keeping you accountable you know things like that because if you decide to do x y and z well who's going to hold you accountable to that are you just out here just doing your um your own thing that's one for me and then I would say another one for me, it's somebody that would like rush into things too fast. Mm. Oh, you yeah. know, it's one month in and you're already talking about potentially marriage and, yeah, you oh, know, yeah. yeah, like all of that. Like, that's a total red flag. Like, guy, like, hold on, Paul. Yep. You know, we want the same thing and that's good, but this is moving way too fast. That's always been a red flag of mine because it's like, well, why are you rushing? You're exactly. rushing for a reason. What's the deeper reason that? you're rushing so yeah right that's that's interesting yeah that's a really good one I explained to a guy recently like Mm -hmm. I don't give just like I don't give husband benefits to a boyfriend I also don't give boyfriend benefits to somebody I'm just dating or in the talking Mm. stage because you know like dating there's so many stages nowadays yeah Um, (laughs) but one of the guys I was recently talking to was like 
we were talking on the phone and I gave, I carved out space to talk to him on the phone. We talked for an hour and a half, which is, mm-hmm. I feel is a long time. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, my son just called me. Can I call you back? And I was like, no, I'm actually going to finish watching this show that I'm watching. And he was, <laughs> he was like, because I was watching the show. I was deep into uh, Sweet Magnolias. Yeah. And um, <laughs> he was like partially offended. Like, oh, you're choosing to watch a show? Like, and not talk to me and I was like um yeah yeah because we're just talking (laughs) so it was like listen there's like and I explained like there's proper boundaries that we have Mm. in place and I think that kind of future talking shouldn't be happening you know marriage or um even like I've had guys be like you know oh you know you could come to my house and I could cook for you and I was like slow down it's been like one day, like that's boyfriend status. You're still, yeah. We're not there yet, sir. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's not again. It's not walls. It's just walking in wisdom and setting up a proper foundation that we can build upon. Because when we start skipping steps, there's cracks yeah. in our foundation, mm. and the house will not stand. So I, you know, am so passionate. I don't want to get divorced again. Clearly, I don't want to put my children through, you know, anything yeah. like that ever again. Which means. I want to make sure that I'm I'm paying attention to the red flags, going at the pace that, you know, the Lord is leading. Because I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, I'm not going to get engaged, you know, like right, putting a time yeah. limit on it. But it's just making sure we're on the same page and we're both stepping together. And I, and I love what yeah. you said about accountability because inviting people into our dating relationship to be accountable to, you know, mm-hmm. in, in our, yeah. you know, talking to a guy and, and having them see things that maybe we don't see, I think is also you know, important for us as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's really good that, that those boundaries that you have, I mean, it, that's what, and I, I think that we don't set those up and I'm, I'm not saying, well, some of us, cause I don't want to put us all into, um, as for as single moms, put us all into a box, but yeah, I think that that's really good. Yeah. And you, you definitely pointed it out that when you do that, it's cracks in the foundation and now you see this red flag and you just gun hold over in love that's what so what boundaries do you have in place for when you're talking because I know you said like you don't talk so evidently when you're in the talking stage you don't talk to them <laughs> for long periods of time yeah 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 I I um and, I, and again it's because I'm so romantic <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so I, yeah, I yeah. know yeah I I have recognized and I'm self-aware of of shortcomings Mm. um and that has just taken just years and wisdom and accountability and and prayer to to recognize that um so one of my major boundaries um as a single mom and this is a personal choice i've made is Mm. i do not uh, introduce anybody to my children yeah so Mm. i've been i would say actively intentionally dating you know, going out on dates for five years and Mm. my children know nothing like they know. In fact, my six-year-old recently, um, he's aware of family structure now because he's six. And so he's like, mom, and he has a stepmom, you know, but he's like, Mm -hmm. mom, when are you going to get married? And I'm like, I don't know. You know, we have to pray about that. And he was like, all you do is pray. Can you just try? (laughs) And I'm like, little boy, if you knew if you knew how many first dates I've been on, you know? Right. Um, so I keep it, I keep it very separate. I, and that's a personal choice, personal boundary. So yeah. nobody ever meets my kids. Um, I also don't talk 
to, because my boys are older, I don't mm. talk to men on the phone when they're around, um, mm. which can be complicated because I have them yeah. most of the time. And like I said, I homeschool them. Um, so I may like go to another room or wait till they're asleep, you know, or something like that. Um, yeah. And that's just because my boys are curious. And so yeah. they'll ask, you know, who These are you talking to? So smart. Yeah. Who are you talking to? Yeah. Who's on the phone? You know, um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I have a cutoff call time. Um, mm. So I don't talk to guys very late at night. Mm. Um, and that's just because inhibitions are down, you know, we're tired. Yeah. Um, you know, we just want to make sure that we're, you know, talking with a clear mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. And then obviously, like, there's, like, physical boundaries. I don't have men over at my house. Yeah. Um, and that's a safety boundary also. Right. Ooh, um, child, if I'm yeah. going out on a physical date, I always text one of my friends. Either, like, mm-hmm. I let them know where I'm at. I'll send my location. And, again, that's a safety thing. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest boundaries I've implemented that I now tell everybody to do mm-hmm. um, is in the context of online dating. Well, first of all, always, I don't know what it's called anywhere else, but it's CaseNet. It's like checking people's, <laughs> checking people's, um, not jail. What's the word? Case history. Their records? Yes, oh, their uh-huh, records. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I do check their records to see, mm-hmm. you know. Is there any assault and battery? Is there any stalking charges or, you know, anything super extreme? Um, But in online dating, I always schedule before a first date, I always schedule a 15 minute FaceTime or, Hmm. you know, any other video chat. Um, Again, it doesn't have to be long, um, but I've actually been able to weed out a lot of guys in the 15 minute Mm, phone calls. Yeah, I, I, you know, and I, I keep it short so it's not super long. So we're not going to run out of things to say, like, on a date. It's just a quick little, like, let's see how our chemistry is. And yeah, um, also, like, I'm like, I want you to make sure that you know what I actually look like because I, I know men. Right. Are, you know, I've had guys be like, you know, are you catfish? Is this really you? Yeah. You know, <laughs> so just to ease everybody's minds, I'm like, how about a 15 minute call and. Yeah, I keep it at 15 minutes. I always have something to do after, and I just let them know, you know, like, oh, you know, I have to go. But I don't know. That's been able to, like, weed out a lot of guys for me. Um, and you get to do it in, like, the comfort of your home. So those are those are some boundaries. There's probably more. <laughs> no, Monica, I think that those are absolutely amazing. Yeah. And I know that some people probably say, oh, that's too much. No, it's not. Because actually, even with the location thing, I used to do that same thing, especially like going out with somebody. And one thing I never allowed anybody, at least for the first few dates until I got comfortable, you're not coming to my house to pick you up. I'll meet you. Yeah. I have no problem with meeting you if it's dark or if it's nighttime, which typically it is because I wait right. till my kids are sleeping stuff. Right. So if it's dark outside, I make sure I park in like a lit area or in the front yep. or anything like that. And then um, when I did get to that point, something I would do, if you were coming to pick me up, I would take a picture of your license plate. Yeah. You uh, know, and yeah. like, like, yeah, like people think that that's so extreme, but it's like, it's so much going on, especially with where I am in Atlanta. We are one of the hottest cities one of the biggest cities for sex trafficking yeah so it's so much going on and it's like you just have to be safe and aware of that but I think your boundaries are absolutely amazing yeah thank you there are I mean there are 
you know, it, it's a crazy world we live in. Like, yeah. we, we, I wish, you know, the, the romantic side of me is like, oh, I wish a guy could pick me up, you know, like, yeah, but, but I agree, like, after the first couple of dates, just getting, getting to know somebody and then, and then, I don't know, and then it's like a fun next step, you know? Yeah. And that's why I, I think I've changed my perspective on things is, um, I, I like to tell people, like, I go into dates, um, with high standards, but low mm. expectations and, mm. and it's high standards because, you know, I, I'm looking for somebody who's going to meet my standards and it's low expectations just because it's not like I expect to have a bad date because I do yeah. like, I'm still expecting you to treat me with respect and, you know, be kind and, and that right. kind of thing. But I go into it with a sense of wonder now, mm-hmm. I think of like, I'm just meeting another human. Um, yeah. So I take that pressure off. And then what's exciting mm. is like every next step is like an exciting next step, you know, like yeah. so when you do get to a place like you're picking me up, it's like a privilege because I am a privilege, <laughs> you know, like yeah. I am, I am the prize, you know, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor in the Lord. So yeah. I have favor and that's a big deal. So that is a big deal. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I, I want them to kind of, um, I don't know. I don't want to say fight for it, but kind of, you know, Yeah. yeah. to, to have that pursuit <laughs> where it's, not, you're not going to be offended if I say, you know, oh, maybe on the third date you can pick me up or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's absolutely amazing. And I absolutely love it. So the last thing that I just kind of want to talk about here. So Outside of all that, because clearly we're Christians, this is a Christian podcast, yeah, um, <laughs> and we're both temporarily single moms. Like, how has your journey been raising kids as a single mother? Well, yeah. as a Christian, yeah, and a single mom, yeah, yeah. It's been it's been such an adventure and such a journey, and I'm so yeah. thankful because. Like I said, I have an incredible um, community of other Christian women, and a lot of them have gone before me and have raised kids in the mm-hmm. Lord. Um, so I'm I'm so thankful for that. Um, and really, for me personally, it's been kind of coming to this realization of I parent with the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and so I'm not parenting alone mm-hmm. um, in my home. And my boys know like that they have a father, like obviously they have an earthly father and then they have a father in heaven. And so we're going to talk to God about it, (laughs) you know? So if a decision needs to be made, it's going to be like, okay, let me talk to your father about it. You know, like, let me talk to God about it. Um, And so, um, yeah, just, just, and another thing, just keeping them like in the church body Mm. and, I've, I've learned that it's just taking them along the journey because I'm not doing it perfectly. Um, and I fail a lot, but I'm going to continue to take my children along the journey, whatever that looks like. So, you know, for us personally, like we go to church on Sundays, they're there for two services, you know, cause I volunteer and then I lead a group. So guess who's coming with me? Like they're coming with me if I have, um, I was in a mentorship program and they came with me. Um, and so, so yeah, it's just been kind of finding that ebb and flow of I'm learning and growing in my faith, 
Um, I became a Christian very, very young. I was four when I accepted mm-hmm. the Lord. Um, I didn't grow up in a Christian home, um, but God became very real to me at a very young age. Oh, um, wow. So I was like, you know, in church basically my whole life, went to ministry school, all of the things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I try to pass that on to my children that it's not just rules, you know, like it's, it's yeah, not just it's rules. Yeah. It's, it's, it's who we are. It's the very mm-hmm. essence of, of our insides. And so we talk about it that way. You know, yeah. I, I told somebody recently, like we talk about Jesus, like he's a person in the room because we believe he is, yeah. um, you know, and, and practically it's, it looks like, you know, reading those Bible stories to my kids or putting on, you know, a kid's podcast, you know, like we'll listen yeah. to kid Bible story podcasts and, and stuff like that. And um, a podcast? there's so many podcast girls. There, wow. Yes. Uh, now I'm like going to lose my brain of all of the ones we listen to. There's one called, um, oh my gosh, I have the Bible of it too. Moments with Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's the Moments with Jesus podcast. 10 out of 10 recommend. Um, they literally tell stories of Jesus, um, but mm-hmm. they they describe it like you're there. It's really sweet. Wow. So, you know, they'll, they'll say like, imagine you're in a boat and you feel the, you know, the mist of the, of the ocean water. And it's really, really good. Um, and then, um, truth, the truth seekers is another really great one. And they Ooh. tell Bible stories and they have questions at the end and stuff. So, um, yeah, we, we do that. I homeschool, right? So, you know, yeah, we are like, here's a podcast. And we used to have, I used to have a 30 minute commute mm-hmm. to work into their school so we would just put a podcast in (laughs) yeah and listen to that but um and then lastly just making sure that my cup is filled up yeah Um, so my quiet time does not look like what it looked like before I had kids and it Mm -hmm. doesn't even look like what it looked like when I was married um and so finding those little pockets of time where I can get into the word and I can pray for me I like to journal um Mm -hmm. So that I'm getting filled up with the spirit and getting filled up with the word so I can pass, you know, I can flow that on to my children. Otherwise, yeah. I'm going to be a hot mess in my right. life. Like I'm going to be, too. you know, short with them and yeah. impatient and, and all of that. So yeah. it, it's been a, it's been a journey and um, it is hard because I am the only parent in the home currently mm. um, who is serving Jesus. And so I do feel this kind of like countering what they may be exposed to elsewhere yeah um and making up for that um but taking the comfort that like I'm not I'm not alone I am I am doing it with the Holy Spirit and um and and just trusting him with them you know like really trusting like okay God you love them more than I do yeah so yeah um yeah that's been that's been kind of the journey so far yeah that is amazing I think that that's that's really good because those are some of the things I do with my kids. And so now when I'm serving at church, they're like, oh, can I help? Can I help? Can I help? You know, and so it's yes. like, yes, you know, you can when you can because you teach them that that early, you know, that, that servitude is a part, you know, it's not an obligation because I don't never, ever want them to feel obligated, but right. I want them to have that that freeness and that openness in their heart for it at a young age and so that when they do get older you know it's not like a, oh I gotta go to church again because right. I remember 
growing up, you know, my parents did the best that they could with what they had. And I love them for that. But sometimes I would feel like we were kind of like forced yeah. to like get into this. And I was in the choir and I couldn't even sing. <laughs> and I'm like, like, where did this even come from? And so it's like, you know, still raising them up in that stature, but also still giving them that that freedom and so I know like my prayer is like Lord just allow my children to have a heart after you yeah. all the days of their lives yeah. you know because it's going to become a point I'm not perfect and like you said you know it's just it's just you know me and God and things like that and by the grace of God you know I have my church family and I have supporting things like that from all over which is amazing but I think that that's really good because I do some of the the same thing you know, it was something that you said that really caught my attention and the end of it and we're getting ready to wrap up because I know we both have to kind of relax and go to bed mm-hmm. um snap I forgot what it was that you that you said it really really caught my um I guess it didn't catch my attention that much I can't remember <laughs> what it was <laughs> what? But that was good. Yay. <laughs> you know how when the preacher's preaching, that was good. And you're yeah. like, what did he just say? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, but that that's amazing. I, I think that that's such a beautiful thing for what you're doing. And, man, I just love it. Like, I'm so inspired by your story. I'm just even, I'm even more inspired, like, by your boundaries and the oh. things that you have going on um, in your life. It's just really um encourage and I just really believe that the Lord is going to bless you you know because of that you know it's 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 hard out here being a single parent it's hard I have been a parent yeah but I say it's 10 times harder being a single parent I don't think that people really can understand and um be able to comprehend the things that we go through yeah. as single parents you know we can talk about it and things like that but you'll never be able to understand until you are um in our shoes yeah um, absolutely but, yeah Monica you have a podcast I do yes, yes I do I know I know can you share that yeah um I started it in December yes. of 2021 so it's very new um it is the arise podcast with Monica um and it's everywhere you can find podcasts um but yeah I started it and I I started blogging many 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 years ago and then continued mm-hmm. it and then um do Instagram stuff and it's something that I've wanted to do for a really long time and I finally and you were part of my inspiration mm-hmm. um but yeah that. I was excited to just dive in so um yeah Arise comes from uh, the story about I never I always mess up his name. I always say mm-hmm. Jairus or Jairus, but it's <laughs> it's in the Bible and yeah. uh, Jesus raises her from the dead. And um, one of the translations, well, many of the translations, uh, he says Talitha Koum or Talitha Kumi, which means little girl arise. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. And so I kind of taken that um, on to all, all across all my platforms of everything that I do um, is with that theme of arise, because that's what I feel like Jesus says to me, you know, Jesus tells me, you know, little girl, get up, little girl arise. And we have to do that as single mothers and just as women, right. Just as, just as children of God, um, just rising up from the ashes, rising up from the muck. And so, yeah, I share stories dating stories, single motherhood stories. I have some of my friends come on and talk about their journeys and it's been, it's been great. I mean, it's encouraging to me. I don't know. You probably feel like that too. Like when I have other people on, I'm like, Oh, you're ministering to my heart, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I'm really, really enjoying the process of, of doing it. I'm excited for, you know, with just what the Lord's going to use, um, with it. Cause sometimes obedience is hard, but I know there's greatness mm-hmm. on the other side of it. So yes, it is. And you know, I, I've learned that the hard way I used to, I, I joke, but I'm, I'm kind of getting away from joking. I used to always joke around and say, Jesus, you know, I'm that little rebel one, you know, that, <laughs> that's me, you know, but you know, I'm kind of trying to get away from that. Cause I don't want to continuously speak that over myself, yeah. but I am the one that is her that has learned stuff the hard way and experience is a hard teacher yeah it's never one you want to go through and I'm learning even as the years have gone by I'd rather just learn from you sister but, right. so what did you do so so what happened because I just really just learn from you and not make those same mistakes yeah experience yeah. is definitely a hard teacher and I don't have time for this to keep going around the mountain and go around yeah. this is not the mirror go around we're not finna keep going around and around and around like I just I'm not I'm just I just really just learn from you yeah. absolutely yeah <laughs> so. I get it <laughs> So this has been an amazing episode. I thank you so much for coming on. I'm not going to hold you any longer. It's already been like 46 minutes. So you have homeschool and stuff to get um, ready for in tomorrow. So thank you so much, guys, for tuning in again. She said that the name of her podcast was Arise by Monica. You can find that on any major platform where podcasts are held. Um, and if I if I may say, if I'm talking, speaking out of time, let me know. Um, majority, please, you can probably find it on Apple Podcasts. Not probably, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify and Google Pops, um, Podcasts as well. Um, if you have those, um, because those are Got your Android users and your iPhone users. A simple, easy place for you to find her podcast. And you guys, my name is Clarion Brown. I am the host and founder of Dear Single Mama Podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Dear Single Mama Podcast. Also on Facebook at Dear Single Mama Podcast. Also, the website is www.dearsinglemama.com where you can find our merch and other episodes as well. Make sure you guys please share this out. Go check out Monica's podcast as well. Show her some love. Leave a five-star review and subscribe. And also leave me a five-star review if anything resonated with you from this podcast. Thank you so much, Monica. It was truly a pleasure to have you on. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. I loved it. Yeah, no problem. All right, guys. Until next time, I am Clarion Brown, and I will be listening and hearing and looking out for you on the next episode.